I've been having this shoulder pain um, because I don't have exactly like the same setup I had at my new place, at my new job that I did at my old job. At my old job, it was like super corporate. So it had all the like ergonomic everything and standing desks and stuff. And now it's basically just a table with a chair, but my computer's there because it's a startup. And and so you can imagine it's a lot more cash. But like I have the shoulder pain. And are you sure that the shoulder pain is from work or is it from holding your phone? That was my finger. (laughs) (laughs) We discovered that mystery. I thought I was getting arthritis. But in reality, it's just because I hold my phone a funny way. Yeah, we're all... We're all having to adapt to this new, you know, world of holding devices for elongated periods of time. You know, when the telephone was first um, invented and shared, there were a bunch of people who thought that we would grow big ears or something because of the telephone. Well, we did. It was going to ruin the world. You know, before we invented... uh, I don't know, like, I, I guess at some point I'm trying to say is that some of the old landline phones were probably going to give people, like, a bad uh, kink in their neck from, you remember how you used to you have to hold it? You know they had that padded one? That they would have the padded, like, Yeah, the extra pad, the yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing I think nowadays. I tried to do, sorry, I just, I tried to do that. I think that's why my neck's hurting because I was, like, trying to do something and hold my phone at the same time and I went to the whole old, trusty old Put the phone on your shoulder and try to hold it, but it's a smartphone. It's a thin iPhone, so it's like right there. Yeah, and so. <laughs> but I think that, in a funny way, that might have helped correct the neck problems that we were having from our generation, because all these new kids, like you, don't really hold your phone up to your ear like that anymore. It's almost you use too your difficult. <laughs> right? Yeah, you put put on speaker and be annoying as fuck. You know? Oh my gosh, my mom. T- Answers her phone on speaker at all times. Hey, stop licking. Hey, Licky. It's fine. What are you going to do? We got dogs in the room. Deal with it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So anyway, my shoulder hurts like really bad, like really, really bad. I have a pain in my shoulder blade, like the backside, and it's been there in the same spot for quite some time. And I think what it stems from is my guitar playing i think there's this like how how can i say it like not the guitar playing mm-hmm. that i do on stage when i know what i'm gonna do but the guitar playing i do when i'm learning something because i'm sitting you're hunched in a, over in concentrating position playing the same thing over and over and over yeah. again yeah and then it gets this little like really like sharp pain in one of my left shoulder blade i understand that i uh, when i do play because i play bass you do, I know. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> but what I, I do, um, when I do play, I'll have this pain like on my right side because I'm like adjusting a certain way. But I also play by bass like a tyrannosaurus. <laughs> that's actually the more proper way of playing bass. But I think it's my body like having to like hold in a certain position. I'm old, man. Yeah, but if uh, just saying from a, I know from a musical standpoint that technically when you're playing bass, when you have the T-Rex arm, mm-hmm. that's actually the most proper play, way of playing bass. Like if you see some of the best bass players of all time, they're going to play with the T-Rex arm. The guys who play really mm-hmm. low and have the long straps and they play like rock, real like, you know, punk rock and all that, mm-hmm. like that's 
it's not the most proper technique. I'm going to play like Fieldy, like an upright bass. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fieldy just ma- Fieldy made his own style and sound and technique up all around. Oh, check this out. At work this week, I, um, I int- no, last week I introduced like one of these young bucks on my team to Primus. Really? How young? Like maybe 22 or 23. Damn, that's crazy. I know. Like, I can't understand how I would have been that old and not, not know who Primus <laughs> How was. do you live like, that even long when I without wasn't, Primus? Even when I wasn't like into that kind of music, like 100%. You know, I was brought up more on like hip hop and other mm-hmm. stuff like that, but I still knew who Les Claypool and Primus was. Like the thing is, there's um, there was every time somebody at work says something, it's like too many this, too many that. I in my corner of the office go too many puppies, too many puppies. <laughs> and nobody gets it. Nobody even hears it. I don't think, but yeah, it's too many puppies. I'm just the weird girl that laughs at herself. Yeah, because I usually have a podcast on or something in my ear but primus is a very like i don't know acquired taste it's an acquired taste that's like, exactly what it is because the bass as an instrument is usually used as like um the low end and like the, the the meat and potatoes you know the drum and and bass um what do they call that the uh the rhythm section you it's know the foundation of the song yeah so but less Claypool, it's like bam in your face. Right, exactly. But that's what I mean. Like for a lot of people, that's too much. Like they just can it. It makes them never want to even attempt. Whereas bass is probably the easiest instrument to start playing with. You know, I started on bass. Oh, excuse me. No, I started on bass. Like, <laughs> like playing guitar is so much more difficult. But playing bass, mm-hmm. it's it's just fun. Well, I have always appreciated bass. Even in my very first car, my 1987 Nissan Sentra, with a lot of issues, but the bass. Yep, yep. The You're bass. all about that bass. I'm Do-doom, all about the <laughs> white lines. Not actually not the white lines, no. but the bass, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha, <laughs> um, I got gotcha. it, it, like I've always, like, the first thing I do every time I get a new car, I adjust the bass. Like, I need it. It's always been like the sonic cleanses that we used to talk about early in this podcast was um, it, it's it's all that bass and it, it's that reverberation in your soul that just knocks out all the nasties and just keeps you just living. Yeah, I had a sonic cleanse tonight before we started this podcast and it felt amazing. I had cubed up Parmesan cheese. So if I burp, (laughs) I just had some Parmesan cheese. Stank. (laughs) Yeah. You got that stank on you. You know when I started to play bass? Uh, Yeah, because I was there. (laughs) It was a couple years ago. I started, I picked up the bass at the beginning of quarantine. March 2020, the world shut down, or our world shut down. LA shut down. And... Shortly after, I lost my job. Yeah, I remember. That was a sad phone call. Yeah, that was a sad phone call. And I said, I'm going to be angry for this, uh, angry about this, and I'm going to mourn this for one day, and then I'm going to move forward. Mm -hmm. The next day, I picked up the bass. Was it really the next day? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. It was the next day I picked up the bass, and it was your Padula five string. 
Yes, I do remember that. I didn't realize it was the next day, but it was that. And I was, you know, I mean, hey, that's one hell of a... That's like taking your driving test with, like, a McLaren or a Ferrari or something, like, badass like that. <laughs> instead, <laughs> <was> of, like, <laughs> instead of a 1987 yeah, Sentra? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, you might want to try four-string first. And, and I didn't just, get my four-string until, <laughs> like, year two later. years later or something <laughs> like that. But, uh, yeah, I picked up the... I picked up a five-string Padula, and it's gorgeous. I named her Ruby. I took her from you. Her name is Ruby. We all know. I think we've mentioned this before in previous <laughs> podcasts. But it was one of the things that I that kept me sane during the intense lockdown that we were in uh, early in the pandemic. And another thing that kept me up is when I was let go, my entire team was let go. And my entire team, we remain close to this day. We're off doing lots of, lots of different things, but we remain close. They did you guys dirty? They did us dirty. Fuck those guys. But anyway, uh, my team, amazing. My team didn't make do us dirty. The company did. Right. Anyway, um, one thing that we did was we would do weekly Zoom calls. And I remember that. And we would yes, get drunk I do remember as that. shit. Yep, you had some like... <laughs> Yeah, crack a bottle of wine night. That's what it was. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys were on Zoom calls, and then, keeping up with one another to see how you guys were doing because you all ended up dispersing and going different ways. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Everybody's doing something different right now. And that's cool. Um, the amazing thing was how much use we got from Zoom. I, I ended up just like... Well, okay, extending it and paying for it because we just did it every week for hours. We'd be on Zoom calls for hours. I had no idea that that was a thing until like, I don't know, at some point it became like I was aware of it. But I was like, oh, wait, you get like a certain amount of time on (laughs) Zoom? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea. I don't use Zoom that often. Um, I know you don't use Zoom that often, but uh, you know who did? The girls in this fucking movie we watched for this week. Oh, yes. These these uh, wonderful girls who want to do a seance over a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> now, the movie Host was filmed in 2020 during lockdown. Not to be confused with the movie Hosts, plural, <laughs> which also I think came out in 2020, which, we, which did. we did an episode on. Or The Host, the Korean movie. Which we have not done an episode on. We have not on. done yet. Host 2020, uh, filmed entirely on Zoom using practical effects during lockdown. And the premise of the movie great is you're concept, correct. Great concept. Great concept. Yeah, great concept. But did they execute? Mm. Let's discuss. I don't think so. Not from my perspective, but let's discuss. Um, okay. Disclaimer. Stefan, you're insane. Now. Okay, so All right, so the synopsis is yes, as you said, it is a group of friends. There's um, five girls and a guy, and they are getting together via Zoom to do a séance. Now, one girl is has done it before, and she's bringing in whoever this outside person is who does séances, this medium or whatever, and everybody else is playing along with her because you know it's something to do. I feel like that the movie is correct in the fact that a bunch of girls would get drunk on wine and try to do a seance. The fact that they have one guy friend who's going to be involved in it. Yeah, I I, I get that as well, too. 
but I doubt that there were many dudes hanging out throughout the uh, pandemic going, hey, man, let's have a Zoom call seance. Uh, granted, it may not have been Teddy, the, the guy. So the friends are Haley, Gemma, Emma, Caroline, Rod, Radina, and Teddy. Teddy, I totally have had Teddies in my life. Now, it may not have been via Zoom, but I've had tons of Teddies in my life. A guy that just hangs out with all the girls. Sure, Not yeah, exactly yeah. gay guy, but he, like just a straight guy. But he was just there entertaining. Like he wasn't 100% fully there in the sense that he was like, we're going to contact spirits. And it's, you know. I don't think anybody took it seriously. Only Haley did. Haley was the one who wanted to do it. She's the only one that took it seriously. And that's why they got into trouble. Weirdo. <laughs> I understand that a lot of people won't want to do a seance or anything but i understand why these girls did um it's something fun to do after you've been stuck at home for however long um unexpectedly totally get it whether we you and i would do it who the fuck knows i know that for you it's a little bit difficult because i don't think you like this movie no i i really i mean here's what i think it's the pandemic hit and Somebody out there thought like, oh, let's make a movie about people being stuck in the pandemic doing Zoom calls because it was like the most common thing for people having to like get used to in their lives. And they thought, let's throw in the spirit world and Zoom calls together and, and, and we've got a movie. But did it really work? I don't know. Not for me. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, I agree that the movie, the start was a bit rough. It took forever to get them started because it was the girl signing into Zoom and letting people in and them just chit-chatting. And it, it took a while. Like I was I was looking over at you like, oh, my God, please don't fall asleep. Let's just watch this movie. <laughs> well, personally, I was like glad we were watching it on a t- television because if you s- watch it on a laptop or an iPad, I feel like there's too much like the clicking and the mouse moving and all that. It, it's a, It's like... It's like too much. It's like two layers there. You know, it's like, are you, are you supposed to be looking at this, that, or what? You know, like, I feel like it takes away from it. So mm. I'm glad we watched it on a television screen. So I actually had watched this movie before I watched it with you. And I watched it on my laptop right when it came out on Shudder. Because it was a Shudder original, right? Um, or it is a Shudder original. Um, I watched it very early on. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't like... The beginning. Like, if the beginning were smoother, great. Um, but I do like the premise. I mean, so essentially, they get, you know, the the girls plus Teddy plus Salen or whatever, the medium, come together and or open whatever the seance terminology enter here. But um, it's they they open the portal and something happens that allows something that's not a spirit come through and knowing Constantine as thoroughly as I know Constantine, the movie, uh, they let in a demon, not a spirit or a ghost. They let in a demon. And so the demon doesn't have, is like no face from the Miyazaki movies. Like this, the demon doesn't have any entity so it can be whatever it wants to be because it was invited in under a false pretenses. So it doesn't have, a name. It doesn't have an any identity. Okay. So, um, so the 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 demon, let's call it the demon, 
like goes and person by person starts fucking with them. And that's what I appreciate from this movie. Yeah, the premise isn't great. Um, well, no, the premise is okay. So the, the, demon the opening is isn't able to great. go from each person's location because through they, the internet. They all no, they all open the portal together, regardless of whether they were in the same room or not. They all had a connection to the entity that they called in. So how is he traveling between locations when they're not like? How is a demon face? real? This is just pretend, right? It's a movie. So the 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 thought is that because everybody was part of opening that portal, that demon attached itself to everybody who was on the call at that time. And if you remember, Salen was out by that time that happened. By the time, you know, her internet cut off, so she is gone. Now it's just a core group of friends. Teddy, as soon as the the connection was made, his girlfriend made him leave and, and disconnected him. So we don't know what happened with him or if he even knew what was happening. He was probably out having sex with his girlfriend and didn't, wasn't aware of all of the other things. Because the other girls were still on the Zoom call, they were able to see each other um, interacting with this with this demon that is fucking with them. Like their chairs are getting pulled. Like their shadows are coming across. There's lights going up. Glasses are breaking. Like all of a sudden that I think they did well. All of those practical effects were great. I even already having watched this movie, the second time I watched it, when you and I watched it together, I allowed, I, I knew the, the, the jumps were coming I allowed myself to just let it happen, let myself be scared. And I thoroughly enjoyed it because I wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to be scared of this moment. It was, ooh, something spooky is coming on. Let me just let go and trust, right? And then it was just boom. And I'd like, holy shit. And you saw me startle so many times. And I had so much fun watching that fucking movie. Just, it was just, it wasn't like a masterpiece. It wasn't this or that. It was fun because I, Knew what was happening. I knew the premise. I knew how it ended. And I just let myself just enjoy the jump scares. As cheesy as some of them may, may have been, they did have some really good ones. Like the attic scene. That one was crazy. Um, the uh, the girl with the Zoom background. That was fucking amazing. Like there were a lot of good scares that were just so enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean. um I thought a lot of it was predictable, and to be honest with you, the, you know, again, I think we have different opinions on it, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, You're allowed to be wrong. This one, I mean, it's just like, you know me, and we've talked about this on other episodes. The ghosts, the spirits, the whole thing, like, it just, it doesn't, it, it's not what I gravitate towards when i like horror movies so like we did paranormal activity recently and this mm -hmm. is very along the lines of that um you know it's it scares people or at least spooks people or whatever because there's a sense of some realism to it the fact that they're doing zoom calls the fact that i guess it could be a spirit or a demon that's called uh, you know, and same thing with paranormal activity. It was like, it could possibly happen, I guess, if you believe in that stuff. Me, personally, I, I didn't have that kind of connection. I just thought it was cheesy. I thought it was cheesy of them to even want to do a seance. I thought it was cheesy 
uh, the fact that the ghost could or demon could transport himself from one person's computer to a different. Oh, they were not anywhere in the same place. I mean, definitely most of them had British accents, and that also leads me to believe that it was probably a British-based film. It was. It was, which makes me also not like it that much because the British. Come on now, <laughs> bruv. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, that's like you say, hey, look at my teeth and look at yours, you know? I'm very insecure about my teeth lately because <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee and I haven't had a proper, uh, what is it, a whitening lately. Look, I have I have a special place in my heart for Europe and, and England and I have family over there and all that, but it, it just it just was corny and it just didn't work for me. That's all. And I, What's I, another? I, I'm great that it did have, have that effect for you, but for me it was just corny. What's was, another English uh, horror movie? English horror movie? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think Clive Barker and Hellraiser, I think they are tied to England. I think that, that, that I don't know exactly, but I think if we did some research, that Clive Barker and Hellraiser is is somewhat, uh, I think maybe it was filmed over there or he is from there or whatever. I don't know. But I mean... Just ultimately, it just didn't do it for me. I You're allowed to not like it. I First of all, I'll be honest with you. I told <laughs> you, the screens and what was happening, and because I don't use Zoom that often, like it really was confusing me with all the clicking and what was going on. And when the girl was throwing rocks at the window in the beginning, I was like, wait, do they live in the same building? What was happening? Because I get it now. She was like, let me into the Zoom meeting but when she was like, doom, 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 let me in. I thought she meant let her into the building. Like they live in the same building, like people who live in high rise apartments. So I was confused with the fact that all of a sudden the girl was on two things and they played with the whole echo. And then I was like, oh, I guess she's not her building roommate, but she's like, I guess a neighbor, which that makes sense because she was able to go down the street and meet her or go to her house really quickly later on. But all the other people were in different places, and it just, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. Like, this movie, to me, was, I just watched it, and I didn't really find that much in it that I liked. And I'm sorry. It just, that's my you opinion. You have to apologize. <laughs> You're allowed to not like a movie. I'm telling you that I um, I really appreciated it. Um, I, I, I It's not often that I rewatch a movie and I still get a kick out of it. Uh, especially a horror movie that isn't, you know, one of the big ones. Okay. Right? I can watch Rosemary's Baby every time I cook. I can watch Devil's Rejects or House of a Thousand Corpses every time I, I try to make a brisket. Like, you know, like those are things that I can, I'll keep on repeat, right? This one I wouldn't, but I totally dug it the second time around. Well, I'm glad you did because that at least makes one of us. I did appreciate also the subtle use of their effects. Like, yeah, there was one big maybe CGI thing. I don't know. But um, I did appreciate the subtleties. You know, it was moving of chairs. It was opening of the cabinets. Like all those classic, like, poltergeisty things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I appreciated that they did that in the movie. That it wasn't like over the top, like, oh, you know, we're we have to make up for not having a real set or anything. We have to make up for that by 
doing all these extra, extra special effects I'm in post, you know, uh, they made it realistic. Um, and honestly, those actresses did amazing. I don't know about Teddy because he, it, he wasn't like on screen for too long, but the actresses, I think they did a great job. Um, you felt the fear when they were scared and, um, you felt the unease and even when they were like bickering back and forth, that was very relatable. That was very realistic. So considering that the actresses or, or any of the actors in the movie did not have exactly a script, they had kind of like guidelines, kind of like in paranormal activity, they had uh, like a template, like this is where we want the movie to go. And some of the script was redacted or, or some of the requirements were redacted, but they did it all themselves. And I thought that that contributed to a very realistic flow. When you're friends with somebody, especially when you're on a Zoom call and somebody's taking the lead when you don't need them to, that gets annoying. And um, you could feel that frustration. Like, you can relate to it. So which one of the characters did you like the best? Um, I I really liked Gemma. She was the one <laughs> she who... She was the worst. Okay, go ahead. She, I, I liked her because... She, without her, you don't have a movie. You know, she's the one that fucked it all up and got them in trouble. You know, I didn't like Kaylee, the one that, who, who initiated the, um, the seance. I felt like she was taking it too serious. Like she was being too, um, I, I get that it's something you're not supposed to play around with in, in the, in this world. They're not something you're supposed to play around with. It's something you're not supposed to, uh, you're supposed to take very seriously, but she was like over seriously it. You know, like she was like, no, stop laughing. Stop smiling. Stop this. Um, I really did like um, uh, Emma. She reminded me of Baby Spice because her name was Emma and she was the blonde because she kept having those filters. And even in her like death scene, like it made me laugh because the filters still kept coming out even though she was dead. Right. Yeah. So who do you think Haley was? Why was she the American over there with a bunch of British friends? Was she American? She was supposed to be British. Hey, the main girl, Haley? Yeah. No, she spoke with an American accent the whole time. I don't she pay attention to one. accents. Um, I don't know. But I'm wondering. So if if okay, hear me out. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Haley wanted everybody to be consumed in this um in the Zoom call. And she wanted this seance. And she was the starting for everything. And at one point. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, started complaining about Teddy having a new girlfriend and is no longer hanging around, right? Haley is the only one that lives alone. Everybody else lives with their parents or lives with um, a partner. Even Teddy. Who did Emma live with? I thought Emma lived with roommates or something because she just had her room. She never left. Oh, anyway, my assumption is, let's just say, my assumption is, so my theory could be, what if Haley really wanted to, like, snapped and went crazy during quarantine, right? And she was the one who initiate, like, who initially had all of the first paranormal things happen to her. Like, her chair got pulled out of the way, right? Um, and, and she got dragged, supposedly. What if that was all staged? And her and Salen who was, quote-unquote, the medium, who may or may not have been, because how coincidental that as soon as they connected, her internet went out. 
and the only one with communication with her and Haley was texting her the entire time because she was saying, let me check with her. Let me check with her. What if she was going around and killing everybody? And then once Haley was out of the picture, she finished the job. You think Salen was killing the people that were on the Zoom calls? Why not? Because they were in so many different places. They How do we anywhere. not know that they were on the same block or not? Okay, Salen had like a Scottish accent or something. But so she, she also was... said she never did it via Zoom before. That she always did it in person. Therefore, she lived close enough to where Haley could get... get um together with her for whatever it was she was doing with her. Okay, and what well if, then with that logic, then she had to live close enough to Gemma because supposedly Gemma and Haley live in the same, not building, but on the same block since she had to throw correct. rocks at her. Okay, let's go with it. Okay, so what if Haley was like, I'm gonna fuck these bitches up, they're annoying and shit, they don't take my shit serious, and she snaps, right? And she's like, Salen, when we get on the call, you drop off and then you go stab some of these people over here and then I'll make it so that I am dragged away, away from the the camera because she's on Zoom. All she has to do is get out of her kitchen and close the door, which is what happens. She gets dragged, supposedly, and the door closes on her. So what if then she goes and starts killing everybody else? Because let's say for the sake of this argument... They live in the same cul-de-sac, <laughs> right? Let's just say, or down the street from each other, or driving distance, or walking distance. And she she gets Salem to do a couple of creepy things, um, and Haley gets to kill everybody else. But what they did not expect was for Gemma to rush over to Haley's, which is why Haley had to... Okay, so when, when Gemma rushed over to Haley's house to help her because she was trying to help her friend Haley was unhurt she was hiding underneath her desk yeah every other person did could not hide from whatever was killing them only so, Haley could so can i say i like your concept of the movie better than what the movie actually was like if that was really what was happening i think i would have enjoyed the what movie more. if what if Haley had contracted like contracted a demon and the only way to get kind of like it follows the only way to get rid of the demon is to sacrifice specific lives and so she's like let's have this fake seance and i will sacrifice all of these lives to get free of this demon what if that was what was happening well if there's a real demon then why have a fake seance you know what i mean like then just do a real exorcist exorcism or whatever but I mean, I'm saying I, I, tr I think that your idea would be a better movie because that would be more realistic and plausible, something that could happen, uh, the whole setup between two people. Um, I just didn't get that. From, for me, the movie just, you know, it was just, it played off of illogic. What do you think the police investigating are going to think? The police investigating are going to think that some crazy shit happened, just a bunch of murders, because they didn't witness, unless they see the footage, which... But could they, if it's not recorded? Possibly not, unlike Paranormal Activity, where they could go back and see the footage and see the, the, the things happening. Oh, okay, so a lot of it originally, you know, is just like, like you said, chair pulling and this and that, whatever. 
the Teddy part of it, Teddy's girlfriend, who had nothing to do with this shit, gets fucking held up in the air over a pool, broken neck, killed, whatever, thrown into the pool. Now, if the cops don't see that footage, it's just a murder. It's a double homicide. And he did it. Murder, suicide. Murder, suicide, double homicide, whatever. He killed homicide, her, set herself, himself on fire. You know? But you're right. The funny thing is the Haley character, and again, the writers made her American, I believe, because if it was all British, it just wouldn't have hit in America. So they had the main character, Haley, be the American accent, even though you kind of subliminally didn't catch it. And I don't see accents. And you're right. She wasn't harmed. When the Gemma character finally comes over, running over because they don't live in the same building, they live maybe a block away from each other, she comes over and finds her hiding in the room unscathed. And that's very strange since everybody else was super scathed. Like, super scathed. Like, yeah, smash their face in. This, I mean, there was so much, you know, uh, the, the made the girl jump out the window and her kill herself. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, nobody even fucking commented on it. They were just like, oh, shit, I guess fucking Emma's dead. Fuck. Well, because you know? she was the last one. Because uh, what's her name? Caroline. We don't know what happened to her because she had that filter that made it look but like we, she was walking But we know that she but got her face, bashed. Yeah, yeah her face yeah, was bashed yeah. in. Now, like I said, if the, if your theory is correct and it was a killer and they went over there and killed her, I mean, I don't know. To me, let me know that and that would have been a cooler movie. I would have been all in for that. <laughs> but but this whole like, oh, I don't know. It just it just didn't play out for me. And I know I'm saying it over and over again. I'm sorry. It just didn't do it for me. That's okay. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. We've watched a lot of movies that we don't like for this podcast, like The Fog. No, there's a few movies we don't like because we do like a lot of the ones that we watch because most of them, I think, are pretty most quality are pretty movies. Good. Yeah. And there are some, like even The Fun House, which, you know, had a few misses. We still enjoyed some of it. See, the thing is, I think also, is the succession that we watched the movies in. Last episode, we did such an awesome movie with... Um, I saw the devil. I saw the devil. Oh, that movie was was great. I love it. So good. And there was so much in it that is logical or whatever. And it just crazy and and horrific and scary. The reality of people being mean to each other. This one, when the demon jumps out at the end, he reminded me of some kid that I went to fucking like middle school, high school with named Lenny. And he had that like parted like white boy haircut, but just like fucking like the crazy waterfall make- bangs. Yeah, the waterfall <laughs> bangs, but they had crazy makeup on him. And there was so much more like, oh, we're gonna scare you with like, oh, let's put the can. So okay, first of all, we have to also look at like technology. Are the- these girls are on a Zoom call? Most of them are probably just on their laptops, right? So when they're showing us the view, are you think like somebody walking or around? There was, with their laptop? No, some of them are on their cell phones. Remember the girl pulled out her selfie stick? One girl pulled out a selfie stick. So we have to assume that they're either one or the other. We know Gemma is on her laptop because she had her phone and laptop at the same time. Now here's the thing, And though. Haley was on her laptop. Here's the thing, though. The girl with the selfie stick that you're talking about... Caroline. Was, 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 she's the one who had the, the, the Zoom background where it was her in mm-hmm. the background. Now... I personally don't know Zoom that well, but I, I 
would assume that that's probably a filter that's more readily accessible on a PC or on your laptop as opposed to your phone. And she did pull it out a, a selfie preset. stick. Okay, well, fine. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, like, she stuck the thing up in the attic and all of a sudden there was some legs hanging and it's just like, there's no resolution. It's like, ooh, I got scared because there's legs hanging. There's a ghost in the attic. But you making fun of me because I jumped. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I don't know. Ugh, there were so many better movies we could have watched than this one. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know where else to go with it. That's okay. We don't have to go anywhere with it. I mean, it is what it is. We're not, we don't have to agree on everything. And I, I like that we, we're not agreeing on this. I think what I realize the most is that I personally don't have a very, like, I don't like the paranormal movies. That's not my genre. I prefer movies like texas chainsaw or the i saw the devil which are plausible horror movies things that could truly happen in real life the 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 spiritual aspect of it is is something that again i i've i have had some instances but i've defeated those and if everybody could just do that then we'll all defeat the spirits you know what might what might not be sitting well with you which is kind of also not sitting well with me is there was no bad guy in this movie like, there isn't the bad person. You know, even though there's, let's say, there's a sinister demon, right? Or a sinister something. There's always a bad guy. Like, somebody who deserves the death, so to speak, in a movie like this. And there isn't one in this one. Right. So, Gemma is sort of the one because she fake broad, like, in the original seance before Salem gets cut off. She pretends like something's happening just to get some action going because she's like, fuck, man, Nothing this is happening. boring. Right. So, but let's just go with that logic. So, did she create Jack? And and that's what that's what Salem was saying is like, oh my God, you created an entity and you created this Jack. So, is that what it is? Jack is going around and killing all these mm-hmm. people? Yep. Mm. Exactly it. This Jack demon. I actually, because they were British, was hoping that it was fucking Jack the Ripper's spirit coming back. Because that would have been cool. Because he is a real guy, and he did kill a bunch of people, mostly women. He killed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know. I don't I, think the OnlyFans was a thing then. Well, if, if, if it was, Jack the Ripper would be fucking number one. I just, I don't know. It was so much like whatever. I mean. Okay, the Jack What did you like about it? Okay, I'll tell you. What I did like about it is that all the girls died. (laughs) And Teddy. I'm glad he died, too. I am not calling the police right now. (laughs) Teddy died also by burning afterwards, and I like that as well, too. That was really my favorite part of it, just watching everybody die. I can't explain the logic. I don't understand why, you know, you know, the characters were doing what they did. But, you know, it is what it is. And it's the kind of movie that doesn't answer all the questions. Like when Salen's internet cut out, there if you really pause it, I think there was something happening in her background. But And then also the idea, okay, oh, I'm so sorry, girls. I forgot that I'd ordered a delivery. 
Bitch, if you were going to get on a seance call and you ordered Amazon delivery or whatever and it wasn't there yet, I think you would not have forgot about that before starting the Zoom call. You would have been like, hey guys, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you right up front, I was expecting a delivery. It didn't show up yet. So if I have to go grab the door, that's why. You don't like just leave that out of the equation. (laughs) It just seems ridiculous. So when it happened, everybody's like, oh, no, why did you leave? And it's just like, it's not logical to me. (laughs) Salen should have been more upfront with what she ordered so that the girls weren't freaked out. Gemma, to be honest with you, did what I would have done if I was in that situation. I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, how do you hate her? She's you. This is something about her British accent that I didn't like. Caroline, okay, and then they got Caroline's dude who's like, no, no, no. Oh, you know who my favorite character was? Redina. Redina, because Redina is like a, a British Asian name, and you don't really hear Redina's too often. But Redina she's had. Desi? Yeah, because I think <laughs> she was partially. She was half cast. She was half Desi and half British English. Because they don't consider themselves white over there. White is an American term. We're English. White is an American term because white is essentially um, people of European descent who have claimed a new territory as their own. Who I feel bad for in a film is Alan. Poor bastard was like, he he was. The dad? No. Oh, I feel bad for him too. I forgot all about him. Um, and that oh, was Redina's also Redina's yes, Redina, or her, her partner. Her partner, yeah. He's over there trying to cook a meal. And she's like, go to the bedroom. And he's like, fine, I'll leave. I'll go to the fucking bedroom. <laughs> then he dies. Yeah, but he dies from falling from the ceiling. And his dinner gets burned. <laughs> he was falling from the ceiling. Like, how did he get up in the ceiling? I mean, I want to know more of that. I like to see those kind of things. You and, just like Redina. We know your type now. And then Car- Caroline's poor old man father who was flashing <laughs> the girls. He was, you know, proper nasty Brit over there. I liked him. Yeah. But, um, he, you know, the, but here's the thing. When, it, when shit was going down at her house, first of all, if we go back to your theory about having a second killer... Well, then she had family over. She would, what, would no, she come and she kill all the No, she was with her dad, and her dad said he was leaving. He was going to break curfew. Oh, that's right, probably. See, these little details, I just, you know, because I wasn't invested in it, I just was like. Well, you should stay awake during a movie. No, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I did not fall asleep during this movie. I just, as soon as I saw a bunch of girls on a Zoom call, I sort of checked out. With their clothes out. on, I was out. Yeah, I checked out, exactly. <laughs> like, girl talk, I'm out of here. Girls Fuck meaning that, that they were at least 20. Well, of course. I'm just clarifying. It's not a bunch of girls, like little girls, like, oh my God, dad. I don't think anybody thought that's what I meant when I said that. Okay, but just in case. Okay, but just in case. Disclaimer, adult girl talk. <laughs> <laughs> what did you not like about the movie? Um, I didn't like the beginning. I didn't Which like part? the beginning. The, the entirety of the beginning. I did not like the movie until the seance started. So you didn't like them getting ready for the Zoom call? Because and... it was it was, an, it was the annoying part of Zoom or any virtual meetings is the initial awkwardness. Mm-hmm. That's like the worst part of it anyway. And they highlighted all of that stuff. The echo. Oh, fuck. I hate that I, I thought that was stupid too. Um, the, oh, I got to let everybody in. And also, 
why, oh, why, um, do they, yeah, it just, it's, it's just annoying. Well, was, I think that annoying. the reason why whoever directed or put this movie together put that in there is to try to create some to sort try of... To try to... We're okay. both laughing at you. That's what she said. To I, try to. To try to. No, to try I want. To. I think that what he was trying to do is like create Frina. some. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the director wanted to get the audience to relate to this in a more personal level, so they were giving a more like. It hey, just made me is... annoyed. It made me annoyed too. Like when I'm watching a movie, I don't want there to be some stupid echo going on and on and them trying to figure out hey hey you think you need to mute your call mute mute your button mute mute your button it's like shut the fuck up i'm watching a movie this isn't real life (laughs) yeah well i think that's also it i think um i think i mean it has great reviews the movie does but i think it's because a lot of people who do use that platform regularly and did use it at that time could relate to it I was taking Zoom calls regularly when I watched this. I was watching it on my laptop when I watched this. Yeah. Like, I, I could relate to it because I've had those annoying in- entrances or beginnings of meetings. I've had um, I've had spooky shit happen, you know? And Have you? Now, while let's I, talk about that. Spooky shit? Yeah, what's spooky shit? Um, in the house, I, I mentioned this, the house I grew up in. From the dining room, from the kitchen nook where we would eat dinner, I would see a dark figure enter my room every night. That's fucking spooky. Correct. And then what did you do about it? I had not a goddamn thing. I forgot about it every there night. There you go. That's how you defeat it. And then there was, <laughs> um, and then there was uh, this light that would shine every night on my wall of my bedroom growing up. And um, I would try to trace it back through the windows. Never saw it. No idea how that light went on there. And I'd just sleep watching it. And that's it. Eventually, I put a Rob Zombie poster over it. Nice. That's fine. Nice. Um, And then, but that's like the spookiest of spookies. I mean, nothing like being chased down anywhere or whatever. So I think what the director or or writers were really trying to do is is what they did with the found footage stuff when Blair Witch Mm -hmm. and paranormal activity and all that like I get it like that part of it is like let's try to make something real so Mm -hmm. that the audience can connect to it in real life and be scared in real life so right now we've got the pandemic everybody's on zoom everybody's locked down so what's the What's the spookiest thing we can come up with? Well, girls doing a seance over a Zoom call. And I get that because when the found like when Blair Witch came out, that's what was so freaky about it was that it could have been real. And a lot of people did think it was real. Yeah, yeah. And then the seances, I mean, a lot of people believe in them, even though it was very much a scam in the Victorian era when they were popular. It was very much a scam. They were admittedly a scam i don't know why people think they're real but uh paranormal activity for example i actually enjoy a little bit more than this one even though i'm not that attached to the paranormal 
Um, and I like let, paranormal activity. Let me let me see if I can explain why. I I don't know if I have a reason, but there was something <laughs> about it that was just a little bit better than you know this why? One. Because it was a more thought out plot. It was day. It was. It was throughout multiple days instead of everything jam-packed in I one day. I think I agree with you. And I think you're having a hard time. It was so forced. I, I think you were having a hard time with the idea of, not not the idea of a spirit, because you can get on board with some movies that have spirits, um, but the idea of a spirit traveling via Wi-Fi. Yeah, there was just like, we don't know where they all were. Sure, the majority of them were in England somewhere because they all had British accents. Salen, on the other hand, I do think that she was not necessarily from, especially if she had such shoddy internet, how could she be so close to fucking Haley then? Because Haley's internet why was fine. I'm saying it was planned. <laughs> hey, I told you, I'm on board for your movie. Maybe you need to start writing scripts because I think that your version of it would be better. I would totally buy that more than what I watched. I would love to start writing uh, a movie or getting a movie together. I have so many ideas just based on like just things that I've already. I have a lot of movies that I can base off of my personal trauma and make it a horror movie. Can you do that, though? I Yeah, I think so. I think for the most part, I've been able to face my traumas for the most part. That's a very hard thing to do, though. It also might be very therapeutic. Well, I think that for the most part, I've shared a lot of my trauma here on this podcast. I've shared a lot of it with you. And that's the stuff that I've been able to work through. The stuff I still don't want to work on. um, You can tell it's affecting me already. I just won't. That's understandable. What? Nothing. I just made myself cry. You made yourself cry? Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the stuff that I don't feel like tackling just yet, I just won't. But I think I could base something off of it, off of the PTSD that has come from most of it. Yeah. I mean, some of the best, I think... um, I think some of the best artists that were able to work through their problems with their quote unquote like therapy were able to basically kind of use their art or their medium or whatever to, you know, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't have that kind of trauma, but I am an artist, so I, I do understand how that works. And there definitely has been a lot of people that I respect who have had very traumatic experiences in their life. And the way they got over it was by writing about it, whether it be song or script or movie or whatever, you know? Um, I wanted to ask you something else about this movie. Who was your... No, okay. Which was your favorite death scene? I'm thinking about it like uh, Friday the 13th or something now. We always love the death scenes, right? The kills. Which was your favorite kill or death in this movie? Hmm, let me think. So, we had Emma that got eventually thrown out the window, right? Mm-hmm. Or did she jump? Or whatever they... No, I don't know. I, that's why I'm asking, because I don't know. I thought, um, she, I thought she jumped. I... But, okay. So, Emma was... Died by landing on a picnic table, mm-hmm. right? Yep. 
And we get to see it because her phone landed first and recorded her impact, which was a cool scene. But what I liked the most about Emma's whole cycle was Emma had this whole like went around the house and threw flower at the at the at whatever the she saw and had the, the filter yeah. had the filter the mask looked at her like just craziness footsteps in the in the flower and then she went back upstairs and hid for a while and then her door swung open and she threw a sweater or something at yeah. the thing and it stuck yeah that was cool beautiful that was cool now when she fell because you just mentioned something about her being on her phone that's logical i i guess but honestly and this might be my stupidity, and it probably is my own ignorance because I haven't really done a lot of Zoom calls or whatever. But I was assuming that she's on her laptop. So when she fell or jumped or got pushed out the window and we see, number one, I was like, oh, how did her device hit the floor first, A, and B, not break, and C, perfectly fall in the angle that we want to see her in? And then when we did see her fall after the fact, I'm like, oh, wait, was that a laptop that fell out the window and didn't bust? But, but then, okay, if it's her phone, it would have fell flat. It wouldn't Maybe, have been like but you sideways. Remember it fell on, gla- on grass. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just too many like. Look, I can't tell you the, the science or math behind how it perfectly landed to capture it. I'm just saying you asked me a fucking question. And I answered it. I appreciate your answer. And this is what I'm saying is that when we pulled this movie out of the hat, I was actually thinking it was going to be the Korean movie. And then coming after (laughs) I saw The Devil, I thought that was very fitting. What movie did I watch with you that I did not like whatsoever? Elf. Elf? You didn't like Elf? No. We watched that together? Yep. We watched it with Xander. That must have been the first time I watched it then. So if we watched it together with him, then I watched it because I thought you guys liked it. I've never seen Elf before that day, and I fucking hate that movie. (laughs) I never saw Elf before that day either. If I would have known that it wasn't a movie that you guys were a favorite of, then I wouldn't have watched it either. I think Xander likes it. Yeah, yeah, it seems like his style. I'm more of a bad Santa kind of guy. I see. I didn't like that. You know what? I also walked out. The only movie I've ever walked out of was Eight Crazy Nights, that Adam Sandler animated movie. Wait a minute. You walked out of out of a movie. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie theater ever, even if I didn't <laughs> like the movie. Yeah, that's the first generation in you. What, because I paid for it? I'm going to stay for it? That's why we stayed to watch Child's Play when I was eight. You paid for this movie? You're staying for the whole movie. Hey, speaking of Child's Play, did you know that they have a series? No. I didn't know that either. And I saw some fucking YouTube short video or whatever today, and it was like, there's a Child's Play series going on. You know what I am interested in? I think they're on season two already. You know what I'm interested in? What? Terrifier 2. Me too. That is the kind Art of movie. Art the Clown? That Fuck, is my kind of movie. Yeah. Fuck the First spiritual all, <laughs> shit. Fuck the demons. Fuck Constantine. Art. Fuck no, the no, devil. No, no, no. All that shit. Constantine okay? is my heart. But 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so Art the Clown first made an appearance at All Hallows Wait, All, All Hallows, Hallows Eve, Eve, which we did an episode which on. We did an episode. Check it out. But then then Art the Clown uh reprised his role as, as the murderer uh, on um Terrifier, Terrifier, which was fucking insane. We haven't done an episode we on it yet, done but an we episode, should. But we loved it. But Terrifier 2 is coming out. And Terra and All Hallows Eve was crazy because he smears shit all over a bathroom wall. And that's how it starts. In All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Yes. So what I've heard so far, Terrifier 2. That people are walking is... out of it for a different reason. Look, it's Terror. over two hours long. And it just is, from what I've heard, is nothing but like exploiting the so, fucking gory side of I'm going to use a term that I haven't used since we were teenagers. I don't know if anybody else used it, but a certain number of us did use this, um, and it is a cum-filled fuckfest. <laughs> but whatever that, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever the translation is for horror, that's what I'm expecting Terrifier 2 to be. I like that terminology. <laughs> that's, that's, well, I'm expecting it to be a So how, fucking... let, let, let's, let's engineer it. A cum-filled fuckfest for horror would be... A gut full slash fest. No, a blood full slash fest. I'm not sure if that really is translating. I'll just use come come filled fuck fest. The thing with Terrifier is like the the last movie had like a crazy like cut the person in half, body splitting in half, Mortal Kombat style shit, and it it was Fatality. fucking awesome. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Told is mine. Um, I was thinking about how was it last year? It was last year, I think. We watched thirty-one horror movies in thirty-one days of Halloween, October for yeah. Halloween. We didn't podcast on any of them. I don't know why, <laughs> but we didn't. But I think Terrifier was in there, wasn't that when we watched it? Maybe, but I think we also probably I probably just turned it on for fun. Because it's one of those movies that I can watch over and over again. Well, out of all of the movie monsters that are, you know, Relatively around, new. Yeah. Art the Clown, I think, is the most terrifying. terrifying and probably the best of all of the best horror shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, you get the creepiness of a clown and kind of like a mime, but also no remorse. Imagine Mr. Bean. Do you know who Mr. Bean is? Yes. As a serial killer. As a serial killer. I think he's <laughs> Art the Clown. Who smells like poop. <laughs> I think he's Art the Clown, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Me too. I'm really excited about seeing that movie. We're going to have to do an episode on it. Maybe that'll be a Sprinkles episode. Ooh. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle me, Ming. I'd be more hipper than hippopotamus. I got a friend named Tupacalypse. That's not how it goes. I got a homie named Tupacalypse. No. I <laughs> all up in your head like a neurologist. Well, yeah, and then I got a partner named Tupacalypse. <laughs> what is it? It's either homie, partner, or or what? I what, got what a partner it? by the name of Tupacalypse. Partner, but there's some, but it's not there yet. There's something else. There's another verse. <laughs> there is another verse. Yeah, partner by the two You have to, well, next time on our next episode, you'll have to get it right, and then you can sprinkle, sprinkle us all the way. <laughs> okay? Sounds good to me. 
<laughs> um, but I'm spent. Me too. This has been a great cum-filled fuck fest, everyone. Ah, Thanks for stopping wonderful. by. Okay, bye. To check out what we're doing, visit us at icecreampodcast.com or you can find us on social media at Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast. <laughs>